What up? Hello. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I had a Sambazon energy drink from mm-hmm. Whole Foods. It was really good, but it, it gave me the jitters because it's basically an energy drink. And I've only been drinking Yerba Mate. I've been trying to stay away from coffee. Oh, yeah. I feel like my eyes are shaking. Diagnosing a killer. Mental breakdown. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I was so ready to do the case. I'm Kenna. I'm Kowal. And we actually have had kind of a little bit of a hiatus. I think that you guys have been patiently waiting for a new episode. <laughs> uh, it's finals week. I'm getting very close to graduating. And so I had a lot going on this week with school. And I know you did too. And work. Thanksgiving. So busy. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. So thank you guys for patiently waiting for this new episode. But the good news is, is that you're going to get three episodes this week. You're going to get this mental breakdown. You're going to get Kowal's case. And then on Sunday, you're going to get my mental breakdown. Woo. So... Be look out. I think by the time this is posted, you'll have two. And yeah. then in two days, you'll have right. another one. So. Yeah. <laughs> so That's exciting. We're going to bombard you with our voices. So this week's mental breakdown is... I'm excited. Narcolepsy. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I know what I think I know a lot about narcolepsy. And what comes to mind immediately is that one episode of A Thousand Ways to Die, this guy fell asleep in a freezer and he died because he had narcolepsy. See, I don't know. Mm, okay. What? All right. I'll, I'll buy that, but maybe after this you won't. Okay. So narcolepsy is described as recurrent periods of an irrepressible need to sleep, and it's lapsing into sleep or napping occurring within the same day. They must be occurring in at least three times per week over the past three months. Okay. So I just described what the first half of narcolepsy is, and then the second half is the presence of at least one of the following. So it's episodes of cataplexy, which is the sudden loss of muscle tone. Okay. So basically when your whole body just relaxes. Oh, that sounds scary. And so it does kind of sound scary, but I think it's more of like... Do you ever get that moment, like, right before you fall asleep at night and you feel your body, like, go there? Like, you're like, ugh. No? No. No? Mm-hmm. I get that sometimes. Where I'm just, like, I, I lay down and I'm like, boof. Like, I can feel my whole body just, like, not tense. It must be like that. But it's sudden. My uh, falling asleep pattern usually involves me jolting awake right before I fall asleep. <laughs> well, that, you know what that is, though, right? That's your equilibrium not catching up with the rest of your body. So it, when you get that feeling motion, it's your equilibrium trying to regulate. That's so But scary. it does it so quickly that you feel like you're falling. Yeah. Like you're losing out. your balance while you're not moving. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> so A is, in individuals with long-standing disease, brief seconds-to-minute episodes of sudden bilateral loss of muscle tone with maintained consciousness that are precipitated by laughter or joking. Oh, that's kind of scary. That's a little scary. And again, and not to like, okay, so this one time when I was a kid, <laughs> mom heard me laughing from the bathroom and I was like in elementary school and I had gotten up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and I was just sitting on the toilet laughing, but yeah, I couldn't I catch my breath. Yeah. But then it reminds me of that Grey's Anatomy episode where that guy had like... He was having seizures. He was having seizures. Was and it was, oh my gosh. Well, and that- then knowing that 
Cameron, Cameron has, has seizures. seizures. Yeah, so right? it's like, mm, maybe. It's a little weird. A seizure moment. So in children or in individuals within six months of onset, spontaneous grimaces or jaw opening episodes with tongue thrusting or in a global hypotonia without any obvious emotional triggers. Okay. So in children, it'll manifest with like moving your mouth a lot or your jaw or open. Yeah. Like, constantly opening your mouth. There's A, and then there's B. And then under B is 1. And then under 1 is A and B. Oh, my gosh. So now we're going back to 2. Okay. (laughs) If that makes any sense. So, again, this is... Narcolepsy is recurrent periods of needing to sleep. And with the presence of at least the cataplexy. Or, um, again, the cataplexy is... In children with the jaw and then in individuals with um, muscle tone loss with laughing and joking. And so going back to B, which is the presence of at least one of the following, in two. So another indication is that if you have low measures of CSF, which is cerebrospinal fluid, ugh. It's hard to say. (laughs) Yes. That is not caused by an acute brain injury, inflammation, or infection. Okay. So, and then the third under that little second part of causation is that your nocturnal sleep polysonography, which is like a sleep study, if it shows abnormal rapid eye movement or REM, mm-hmm. REM sleep latency. Diagnostic features are the essential features of sleepiness or nar- in narcolepsy are recurrent daytime naps or lapses into sleep, kind of like uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. So sleepiness typically occurs daily, but must occur at a minimum of three times a week for at least three months, okay. which we talked about earlier. Cataplexy should not be confused with weakness in the muscles. So um, like in the context of athletic activities, mm-hmm. like that's that's physiologically, it's not like a brain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or exclusively after using emotional triggers like stress or anxiety. So, like, if you have a really stressful day, you're going to be tired because yeah. your brain was overworked, right? So, episodes lasting hours or days or those not triggered by emotions are unlikely to be cataplexy, nor is, like, rolling on the floor while laughing, clearly, right? Like, you're having an emotional reaction to something. That does not mean that you're laughing or joking due to your yeah. narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. So in children uh, close to onset, genuine cataplexy can be atypical, like the relaxing of the muscles, Mm -hmm. but it affects primarily the face, and that presents itself in grimaces or jaw opening, again, like we said. Um, So when sleepiness is severe, automatic behaviors can occur, like the individual continuing his or her activities in a semi-automatic state. Like autopilot. Like autopilot, yeah. And it's in like a haze-like fashion without memory or consciousness. So they won't not even remember like what they're doing. So it's like you're literally sleepwalking in the middle of the day for like a few minutes. It's like sleep-waking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, yeah. So approximately 20 to 60% of individuals experience sleep paralysis upon oh, falling asleep or awakening. So, so that's leaving them awake but unable to move or speak. However, many normal sleepers also report sleep paralysis, especially with stress or sleep, sleep deprivation. So again, it's not directly linked to narcolepsy. narcolepsy, but yeah. Sleep paralysis is one of the things that I thank the Lord every single day that I have not experienced. Really? And I hope I never do because... I have like twice oh, ever. so scary. It's so scary. I, it's mostly like when you when I have a dream, I like I could get over the sleep paralysis because I'm literally like it's one of those lucid dreams where I'm probably thinking in my head, 
okay, this is just sleep paralysis. It's going to go away, you know? Well, But the yeah. ones that I hate is when I try to scream and I can't. Like, I try to talk and I can't. That happens to me in my dreams, but I don't consider that being sleep paralysis yeah. to me. I mean, maybe it is, and I've just never noticed. Something well, else to be anxious about. It does say <laughs> defining it as leaving them awake but unable to move or speak, so. Yeah, but you're not trying to scream in real life. You're trying to scream in your dream, or you're trying to scream in real life? I think it's both. ¿Por qué no los dos? ¿Por qué no los dos? <laughs> this is now a Spanish podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So nocturnal eating could occur as well. That so it's like, like sleep eating. That sounds like funsies. Right? <laughs> nocturnal like eating. That doesn't sound like fun. I want to taste my food. I don't want to like just gain weight. So obesity is actually common. Wow. Yeah. So nocturnal sleep disruption with frequent long or short awakenings is common and can honestly be disabling to the person. Wow. So individuals may appear sleepy or fall asleep in the waiting area or during a clinical exam. So during cataplexy, individuals may slump in a chair or have slurred speech or drooping eyelids. Can you imagine how many people probably think that you are, like, drunk? Yeah. You know? That's yeah. unfortunate. It is. So narcolepsy cataplexy affects 0.02% to 0.04% of the general population wow. in most countries. And I don't know why it denotes most countries. I think maybe the statistic yeah. is from most countries, not yeah, they all countries. Yeah, well, they probably can't. Haven't gotten the data from all countries. All countries. Or yeah. <laughs> so narcolepsy affects all genders, um, but it's a little bit more likely in males. Is okay. birth. Yeah. So um, the onset of narcolepsy can come from certain things, like uh, temperamental is one of them. So that's like disruptive sleep orders, like sleepwalking, sleepwalking, sleep waxing, sleep waxing, <laughs> just waxing my legs. Such as sleepwalking, um, of course, REM sleep behavior disorders, um, and they're going to be more common in individuals that develop narcolepsy, of mm -hmm. course. So people commonly report that they need more sleep than other family members. That's usually how it manifests. Yeah. It's like They're like, oh man, I feel like I need more sleep than they do. So that's usually when you can see it. Um, it can also be environmental, like things like strep throat, the flu, um, and other winter infections are likely to trigger an autoimmune process. And that produce that can produce narcolepsy within a few months. You can literally get narcolepsy from just getting sick like normal. I, I get strep like... every year, once a year, <laughs> literally around this time, actually. That's so... That's yeah. weird. It's interesting. It'll, it'll produce not... it, yeah. Wow. And I guess it's just because of the sleep patterns that you're not... Well, like the punch you're to your training your brain too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so head trauma and abrupt changes in sleep-wake patterns can also be additional triggers. Okay. I think this is if you have narcolepsy and it just... It can trigger. I see. Of so narcolepsy. you don't like get narcolepsy just from getting no, strep. That's I what I think thought. So. No, <laughs> no. I think it. I just exacerbates it. So genetically, identical twins are twenty-five to thirty-two percent likely to develop narcolepsy. Identical twins. Huh. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Instead of just, I wouldn't think that that would be an indicator, right? That Why twins. do you think that is? I don't know. So driving and working, um, so th again, effects of narcolepsy. Driving and working can be impaired. Yeah. Um, individuals with narcolepsy should generally avoid jobs that place themselves or others in danger, like working with machinery, driving a bus. Yeah. So once the narcolepsy is actually controlled, it can be, it can be controlled with therapy. Um, patients can usually drive, although rarely long distances alone by themselves, as long okay. as they're not distracted. Uh, do they, do they, driving. sorry, I, you probably said this or you're going to, do they get prescribed like a specific medication to help with it? Like, is there something that can help that or? We'll get there. They do? Okay. <laughs> so, um, untreated individuals are also likely at risk for social, social isolation mm -hmm. and accidental injury to themselves or others. <sighs> so unfortunate. 
Yeah, social relations may suffer um, as these individuals strive to avert cataplexy by exerting control over their emotions. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, like, if you're so concentrated on controlling the the emotions that you're having in order to avoid an episode, you might not be able to connect socially as much as you want to. Yeah, and it actually reminds me, I saw this this TikTok uh, last night, this girl that has Tourette syndrome, mm-hmm. and she was saying, they were asking her, she was, like, responding to a question, and someone asked, like, how she, she's in college, like, how do you go to school? And she's like, well, I really have to suppress my tics, and it's really uncomfortable, and it really feels like an itch that I can't scratch. She's like, but I can't, like, pull the girl's hair in front of me in school. Like, that's, of course, like, unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can see how that can, if, you, if you're focused so much on suppressing your symptoms, then it can in turn, you probably won't talk at all or you probably won't, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's hard to make friends and, you know, in social situations. That's, that's really important. Yeah. So the core morbidity of narcolepsy, um, it can occur with bipolar disorder, depressive and anxiety disorders, and in very rare cases with schizophrenia. Okay. Narcolepsy is also associated with increased body mass index or obesity, especially when narcolepsy is untreated. So rapid weight gain is super common in young children. And um, with the sudden onset yeah. of it. Comorbidity um, is also sleep apnea. And sleep apnea should be considered if there's a sudden aggravation of pre-existing narcolepsy. Okay. So so medications for narcolepsy include stimulants. So drugs that stimulate the central nervous system are the primary treatment to help people with narcolepsy stay awake during the day. I mean, that makes perfect sense, but totally. that wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> So selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or serotonin and non-reupinephrine reuptake inhibitors. Yeah. Woo! SSRIs and SNRIs. SNRIs, yeah. (laughs) So doctors often prescribe these medications which suppress the REM sleep to help alleviate the symptoms of cataplexy and sleep paralysis. Okay. So um, actually certain types of antidepressants also work. Huh. I Um, mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Especially with the comorbidity, right? That makes sense. Um, so sodium oxabate, which this medication is actually highly effective for cataplexy, cataplexy, uh, sodium oxabate helps improve nighttime sleep, which is often poor in narcoleptics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, lifestyle modifications are also important in managing the symptoms of narcolepsy. You may benefit from these steps. So take naps, schedule short naps at regular intervals throughout your day. Naps of 20 minutes, um, at strategic times during the day could be refreshing and actually reduce sleepiness for one to three more hours. Okay. So you can just kind of pro- postpone it until bedtime. Unless you literally don't have the time to do that. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> who does? Well, you know what? And I, I thought about that too. With the weight, look, narcolepsy is covered under HIPAA. Like, okay. it's one of those things that if you, of course, with, you know, a doctor's uh, diagnosis... You can take that information to your employer and you say, like, look, like, I have narcolepsy. I will not be able to function at my job if I don't get X amount or whatever. And they, yeah. ha- they have to honor it. Yeah, of course. They really do. Of course. But in, a, I mean, in certain jobs, though, like, that's just not feasible. Like, if you're waiting tables or if you're bartending, you can't yeah. just check out for 30 minutes. No, but I mean, back. that's like you're physically doing something. I'm thinking about, yeah. like, a desk job. Yeah. You know, something, something that, that would automatically make doesn't you require sleepy. you to walk around a yeah. lot. So avoid things like nicotine and alcohol. These substances, especially at night, can worsen your symptoms. Which is interesting because nicotine's a stimulant. Yeah. And they treat it with stimulants, but medication, you know. So. That's true, yeah. Alcohol's not. Actually, alcohol's, alcohol's a depressant. A depressant, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so get regular exercise. Um, moderate regular exercises at least four to five hours before bedtime, and it can help you feel awake during the day and sleep better at night. Yes, and it. I think it increases the serotonin and dopamine in your brain as well when you exercise. Yeah. 
So although what I wanted to do was put a few cases in here that there's, I haven't seen any cases of people being murdered with um, narcoleptic people. Like narcoleptic killers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of just doesn't make sense. I mean, not really getting much done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, he falls asleep been, during the crime. There has <laughs> been instances of so narcolepsy follows on falls under the blanket of sleep wake disorders, mm-hmm. and that also in that umbrella has sleepwalking. And there has been cases of people hurting people while they're while they've been sleepwalking. I can believe it. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't put any of those down. I was like, do you have them? <laughs> I don't. No I don't have them only because, again, we're, we're talking about narcolepsy and I want to yeah. honor that. Well, we'll do an like, episode on sleepwalking too. Yeah. Because, I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bunch the two together. I feel yeah. like, you know, they're individual disorders. Of course. So. Yeah. Um, but I did get a few celebrities. I looked some up because I was people. worried that you didn't have any. <laughs> no, I do. I do. So the ones that I put down um, here, I put Sir Winston Churchill, who was the prime That's minister the of the UK. He was commented on his condition stating, quote, you must sleep sometime between lunch and dinner. Take off your clothes and then get into bed. You get two days in one. Well, at least one and a half. Aww. <laughs> cute. Um, another one is Jimmy Kimmel, of course, talk show host. He really? was quoted in saying, truth to be told, I'd rather have narcolepsy than not have it. When I get on a flight to Vegas, I fall asleep before the plane takes off and I wake up right after it's landed. And I'm, <laughs> I'm very, I'm always very close to sleep. So that was really cute. So one of my favorite people, one of my favorite winners of RuPaul's Drag Race, Jinx Monsoon. So I put in little parentheses, my little duck, like water off a duck's back. They're amazing. (laughs) So they're a drag performer and an actor. And they were quoted in saying, I'm, quote, I'm not going to make an excuse for it. I wear my narcolepsy as a badge of pride. Jinx Monsoon has introduced themselves as, quote, Seattle's premier Jewish narcoleptic drag queen. Hell yeah. They're amazing. So the last one that I have, and this is was incredible to me, Harriet Tubman. Okay. Had narcolepsy. Wow. And of course, she's the famous pioneer for the underground, one of the famous pioneers for the Underground Railroad. Yeah. Um, yeah, she start, began suffering from narcolepsy after a head injury, and she actually had epilepsy too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she had received a, a head injury of some kind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was pretty incredible. Oh, Louis Braille. Who's Louis Braille? The inventor of Braille? (laughs) (laughs) The guy that invented Braille? Braille. Wow, that's really interesting. I I hope that you guys love the, like, celebrity thing as much as I do, (laughs) because I I was, like, ready for it. I feel like it's a really good palate cleanser for all of the, like, technical jargon that we throw out there. Of course, and all of the, you know, constant true crime bad stuff. Yeah. So it's nice to know, and it it really does, you know, shed light on the fact that everyone, it couldn't happen to anybody. You know, it's nice to know that people that are so successful are also struggling with the same things that some of us are. We've said it before, it's like, if you have a brain, you're capable of this. Yeah, You know, like, your brain is capable. We all have brains, we all are therefore susceptible to developing these disorders. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing. I like. I didn't know you were going to do that one, so I'm glad that we got to do that. And I know. Now I was, it makes me like brainstorm for my next one. I know. Okay, so <laughs> I wanted to, to do something that was that people don't consider 
a brain disorder. Yeah, and it of is. Course. It yeah. totally is. It totally Everybody is. thinks about OCD or schizophrenia or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. The really big named ones. Yeah. But I, I I like to shed light on those other ones that people don't yeah. realize that's I, a disorder. It's not, yeah. yeah it's not like a deficiency. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it could be because of the, the CHS, CSF, but... <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah. feel like we kind of take the same approach with our regular cases. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want... we. I mean, we will cover the big cases, but I feel like we kind of pepper in some, you know, not-so-known cases every once in a while. Yeah. And I think that... I mean, I hope you guys like that. I like doing that because I think everyone's story deserves to be told, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so that was our mental breakdown. Mental Sorry breakdown. it was so late, but um, it's here. And um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll yeah, see guys. you probably right after this for the next case because yes. I'm sure you're listening to both in a row because y'all are great fans and <laughs> listeners. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Diagnosing a Killer. We also have Twitter at Killer Diagnosis. You can donate to the Patreon. We got our third Patreon. Woo! Frida. Oh my us. gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of us. Frida, thank you so much. I'm so excited she joined and uh, she's one of my classmates and she's just been so supportive since the beginning. So that's awesome. And uh, we are also, I'm oh, sorry, that's patreon.com slash diagnosing a killer. We also have an email set up. That's diagnosing a killer at gmail.com if you want to email us. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. And I yeah. hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and yes. we're getting close to Christmas. Christmas. And Love I'm going to graduate Christmas. in a few weeks. I'm so excited. Woo-hoo. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Love you. Woo-hoo.